When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The Opinions, the panel. We have Mark Watson with us this morning and uh, Brad Lewis as well. Mark, if I could begin with you, uh, a Blues fan. Um, so you wouldn't be too worried about the problems that Scott Robertson's having uh, with another player banned for three weeks on top of uh, uh, Scott Barrett, of course. No locks really available to him. You'd be almost enjoying this, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, look, for the greater good of the competition, um, I, I do want to sort of see the Crusaders playing better. I'm concerned about what's happening at an all-black level and how things might pan out later in the year just with the way New Zealand teams are looking somewhat un- uncharacteristic. Um, oh, look, a bigger issue for me is we lose locks, and I'm probably digressing here a little bit, but oh, mate, this whole... The All Blacks still pulling players in and out of Super Rugby and making them have mandatory rests, oh, I think it's got to be incredibly unsettling. And, and I would just still like the All Black management and coaches to tell me when rest and rotations actually work. We did a similar thing last year and it didn't work. Uh, we did it in 2019, it didn't work. And this competition needs its credibility, and I think it is struggling. Uh, but it's good that the Australian teams have stepped up suddenly. Uh, you know, it's hard enough, as you alluded to, players getting three-week bans for, I wouldn't say intentional-type high shots. And then um, losing players to injury, only on top of that, suddenly having to sort of manage these games out because the All Black management um, demand the best of it. Uh, you know, we've got to stop making rugby all about the All Blacks. We've got to make sure we've got a competition that the fans can buy into. And, um, yeah, look, um, so probably answering your question, Smithy, and I have digressed somewhat. Um, yeah, look, I, I want to see a full-strength Crusaders team. I want to see full-strength blue sides. I, I want the best teams in this competition. I've just been enjoying the week of watching Champions League football. And, um, you know, that is a model that New Zealand rugby should be looking at. The English Premier League is a model they should be looking at. Where it's not actually about the player. It's actually about the fan. Yeah, I mean, that is the thing. One of our subjects this morning, Mark, has, uh, has been... Uh, about fan attendance and fans buying into the whole event as such. Now, this weekend, of course, there's four games on New Zealand soil, Mark. There's uh, two in Auckland, Blues Rebels, uh, and then Moana Pacifica against the Waratahs. I just wonder, what kind of crowd sizes would you be expecting? Minimal? Yeah, minimal. Like I say, what? Like I follow Liverpool Football Club, and everything they do is about the fan. From Jurgen Klopp, the players out on the field, the players being put up, everything here is about the player. It's about the players' association. It's the tail wagging the dog, and it's got to change. You know, we've. I mean, I don't know about you, Smithy, but I know on the shows that I've done on SEZ and previously on other stations, it's just so hard to even try and get players on at times. And I just look at it and go, "Come mm. on, man!" You know. 
we're still just a small part of the world. It's not a truly, truly global game. Your numbers are in decline, viewing numbers, player numbers are down, um, attendance numbers are down, and, you know, and all I ever hear about is how hard the players are doing that. Preach, what Yeah, Preach. I, I think... I think that's what, uh, a very good point, actually. Uh, nice point to bring you in too, Brad. What, what do you make of uh, those thoughts of Marks? And from a league, uh, a leaguey, I guess you're probably a, a little bit more uh, pointing to, pointed towards league. But uh, how have you looked at uh, Super Rugby, the attendance, uh, that sort of thing this year? Mm. Well, look, I, like I know from a media perspective, um, like I produce a radio show at the station that I work at, and it's very hard getting a Super Rugby player on a show on a Saturday to the point where you have to request them on a Tuesday, right? And so these players are sort of, they're away from the public eye a lot. They're, they're almost hard to get at. My point is, is that LeBron James does 164 press conferences a year, right? He does a pre, like he has 82 games in the regular season. He does a pre and a post-game press conference. That's the biggest sports star on the planet. Tiger Woods does a press conference every single day when he's got a golf, plus he does when he's playing golf, plus he does the four days before that. Lewis Hamilton does four or five press conferences on the week of a Grand Prix. I mean, you've been there, Smithy. I'm sure you've had resistance from, from New Zealand you know, in terms of trying to grab a player post-match. It's like pulling an arm and a leg. And I just think, like, but this is why I think that a lot of people are turning away from rugby is because they're not engaged anymore, Smithy. Like, they don't know who these players are. Like, yeah, they, they watch Artie Savia do his silly stuff on social media, but who is Artie Savia, you know? Like, we don't know him like we, like we knew, knew a Sean Fitzpatrick or a Richie McCaw. And I think rugby's got a big issue. And we saw how great the game can be, Smithy. And the Crusaders-Blues game, which was the best game of Super Rugby that I've seen for three or four years, when you had, inj- barring injury... You know the best thirty players on the on the park. It was a fantastic game of rugby, and that's what this competition can produce when when all things are are, um, are aligning. Yeah, yeah, Smith, interesting. Come in there, look. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Again. Look, it, it, you know, rugby's reduced itself to just the eighty minutes in the middle of the park, and it's just not enough now. You've got to have those narratives. You've got to have. You know, you look at the English Premier League. You know, there'll be an article, the managers are bigger than the players. You'll have uh, media, uh, you know, ripping sides apart, praising the quality of football in the middle. You've got stories on the wags and all mm-hmm. of that sort of stuff. And some of it might be a bit tabloidy, but the reality is it has a high level of engagement. There's a reason why you want to turn up on a Saturday because of the sort of the, the build-up. And that's just what the game is lacking here completely. And New Zealand mm-hmm. rugby are so scared of being criticised. They've got to move away from that model. You know, it's the same thing in the media. There's only one thing worse than being talked about, and that's not being talked about. Interesting. Uh, very interesting sentiments. Um, uh, it's a direction. Uh, the panel, I, I, I didn't um, expect that we'd go in this morning, but I'm, I'm, glad, that, uh, I'm glad that we did, fellas. It's, uh, it's really cool. It's 10.30 here on SENZ. Uh, please stick around if you can. Uh, Aro is coming in with our 10.30 update, and there's more to talk about. We might t- talk about a little bit of league, Brad. Um, talk about a basketball mark and um, <clears throat> another couple of matters as well. Uh, that's part two of the panel shortly. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Pleased to say we've got Mark Watson with us this morning and Brad Lewis. And Brad, in terms of league, the Warriors are seldom, seldom uh, out of the headlines for one reason or another. And the, the latest one, this is Cody Nicarima leaving the club like now, gone almost, uh, straight away to the Rabbitohs. 
yeah, they're buying Australian young Australian halves for fun, and um, you know, I, I guess that's that's a a good thing if they can mature them in the right way. But we look at Reese Walsh; he's kind of having second year blues this season. Uh, but Cody Nicarima's slated to this even his time with the Warriors, which you could say about pretty much every player they've brought in the last couple of years, bar bar Josh Curran. Uh, but look, I think. I think the bigger issue for me is Chanel Harris-Tavita and why they aren't moving heaven and earth to keep that guy because we could have another Isaiah Papali'i moment where we lose a young player who's about to sort of move into his prime. Isaiah Papali'i's been the best second-row forward in the NRL for the last two years since, funnily enough, he left the Warriors. And, um, you know, we, we talked about Chanel Harris-Tavita last week and the heart that he showed playing, you know, an hour of that game with a with a, with quite a sore testicle, as, as we found out. And... He, he's got a 96% tackle average this year. Um, he, he's tough. I mean, yeah, he makes mistakes, but he's still he's a young head um, that that we need to, to mould, and that's exactly what Sean Johnson's there is to sort of build Chanel's confidence up and bring in more young hearts. He's a great young player. I just think they're kind of looking in the wrong direction, and it's going to be a mistake. If Chanel Harris to be the leader of the club, um, I'll, you know, that, that'll be upsetting for me as a worry. And not too fussed about Cody Nicarina Smithy, I think. He's, um, he has found his place in this club. He has found his position, and you know, bar a couple of moments, he's, he's really been quite poor. Actually, uh, phone's not going too good there, Brad. We did pick up most of that, but I'm not quite sure whether you've just gone into a tunnel or something, or maybe using it on the plane. I'm, I'm not too sure, Brad. But um, we'll come back to you very shortly. I, I want to go uh, across to Mark because uh, uh, one of the interesting things that Mark, I, I imagine, because you're an all-rounder, you follow uh, pretty much everything going on. The NBA is an interesting thing, but. Even more interesting for me now is what is happening with around Stephen Adams. Uh, I, I know he's had COVID. He wasn't used really in the series, um, the previous series uh, against Minnesota. Uh, and I just wonder if we'll see him again. Yeah, look, it's an interesting one. Sometimes you find the form or find the formula by default. Um, you know, in the first round of the playoffs, I understand. Um, you know that perhaps the style of opposition played a game that was very much um, benefited them um, and the type of player that Stephen Adams is, uh, being large but maybe not, uh, being very tall and physical but maybe not being that agile and that quick. And so that was part of the reason for benching him. But they seem to have, um, you know, tied it up now 1-1 with Golden State. Um, You know, they are playing well. It's like anything you don't want to sometimes open the door for another player to walk through because they will end up um, establishing themselves. And, um, yeah, look, I really do hope we see Stephen Adams um, in these playoffs because if you if you get on YouTube and you get on and you Google him, there's a lot of positive comments like, Ja Morant is a better player when Stephen Adams is on court. He gets the best out of their, you know, their star sort of point guard. And so... You've got to be careful also that you don't move away too much from the formula actually got you there in the first place. I mean, how often do we see that when teams get through to finals or we see athletes go to the Olympic Games and they go as favourites and then sometimes at Olympic year they decide to mix it up and change it up and they end up falling over. So, yeah, it's a fine balancing act. Um, but I, I think if, if, if the matchups are the right matchups and it suits Stephen Adams' game, I think we will see him on court. Um, clearly, um, the coaching staff have a very, very good read. They're not afraid to make the tough decisions. Um, but, yeah, he's been good for them all year, so fingers crossed. Brad, uh, just uh, getting back to uh, the NRL and uh, the Tom, Tom, Māori Martin story just continues to get better. I mean, here's a guy who was effectively out of any contact sport for the rest of his life, really, 
uh, with a, a bleed on the brain. And now all of a sudden he's come back and Kevin Walters is uh, giving him a multi-year extension by the sounds of things. What a cool story. Absolutely. the phone lines I can. rooms in the office. So this one's better. Yeah, look, a great story. And Samadhi Martin's done a great job in the three or four weeks he's been back in the area. What a great story, Smith. You mentioned it as well. Like, here's a guy who dealt with his own mental health issues off the back of what he was creating into a talented Touted to be, you know, the, the next big thing in the NRL when he sort of broke through uh, with the Panthers um, many, many months ago. Was for a while as well. But uh, yeah, um, I, I feel good story. Um, obviously, you got to hope that what kids and I'm sure it is, is the sort of things you don't have to miss about with um, when it comes to longevity. Uh, we're seeing what's happened to a lot of NFL players that have dealt with concussion issues and issues with the brain. Uh, but yeah, um, a great story. Um, full power to him, and he's, he's playing good rugby league in Brisbane. Yeah, obviously uh, phone problems there uh, still with Brad, but the gist of it was it is a great story, um, to be fair. Um, you know, this is a guy that came back to play a bit of rugby, then back into league uh, on the basis, you know, very casually. And as he found his confidence grew back, his, his conditioning was better, and he's gone straight back to the top. So, uh, Mark, you've been through uh, a lot of, uh, in, in your time, with the way that you've followed sport, participated in sport, you have seen a lot of people come back from adversities there's been some great stories but um, in a physical game like rugby league I think this is a beauty this Tamari Martin thing Yeah, oh look it is a great story, great for him too you know you're 24 years of age, you've got this promising career ahead of you and then suddenly uh, you sit there questioning whether you're actually going to have um, a future in the sport and how tough that must be mentally when suddenly everything that you've worked so hard for and perhaps you've taken for granted a little bit and there's this chance that it might not ever happen and um, yeah, and now suddenly here's this opportunity playing at fullback. Um, and yeah, it looks like he will sign a multi-year deal. Look, I, 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 it always just concerns me when I hear a player having had a brain bleed. I just hope that you know he's got a hundred percent the right medical advice. I hope that you know family and friends and all due diligence has been done here. Uh, just making sure that you know before he does take that next step, that you know there are people just make sure that he's. You know, sometimes you've got to have people protect you from yourself. Um, and you'd like to think these days with the amount of uh, medical knowledge and the infrastructure that they have in and around professional sport that, yeah, he has been given the sign-off. And, um, yeah, uh, look, it's, um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, you're a long time retired. Uh, you see more and more players these days, once they get out of the game, having mental health issues, just not being able to sort of um, have time to, well, well maybe underestimating life without football. Um, a lot of athletes have time to plan for those things because they think, hey, I do have longevity. But then, you know, 24 years of age, you know, he probably wasn't planning for it. So it's great that, yeah, it's great that he does have that second chance. And, yeah, really looking forward to watching his progress. And there's a part of me that really want to see the Broncos do well with him in the side. Another great game this morning, Mark, in the Champions League. And, of course, that's the end of <laughs> Manchester City. Yeah, yeah eliminated. I, I can hear the chortle in your voice. Um, eliminated on... Oh, on goal aggregate after extra time. So, yeah, 6-5, oh, not, not good enough for them. Hey, but well, I'm just going to give you the chance to bask here. I mean, you've still got four titles up for grabs, you guys. Um, yeah. Klopp has been uh, going to extend uh, by the sounds of things. It, it just cannot get any better for you dudes at the moment. Oh, look, it, it, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It took five years for Jurgen Klopp to really start to make his mark on this team. But his ability to be able to just 
take good players and make them world class. You look at Louis Diaz, um, who came on on that second half, coming out of Porto. What what a remarkable uh, story that is. You look at Diego Jota. You just run through that team. Good players. He makes world class players. Liverpool can win four. They could also end up finishing the season with one uh, tough weekend coming up. Spurs this weekend who are desperate to get into the top four with a really good race going against Arsenal. Then they've got Aston Villa, coached by Steven Gerrard on the Tuesday FA Cup final the following week. Um, and then the final two games of the regular season. Manchester City, they were heartbroken. That's a game they should have won. They should have tied that up. So the only thing that can salvage their season now is winning the English Premier League. Um, I'm hoping on the final day of the English Premier League, Manchester City have to play Aston Villa, coached by Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard. Gerrard parks 11 players in front of goal. <laughs> draw comes, Liverpool win the title. That is the dream, Smithy. That is the dream. Who's your team, by the way? I'm Tottenham. I'm Tottenham. Um, so uh, we're in the we're race for fourth, yep. as you say. It, it's the most frustrating yep. club in the bloody world to follow because they can beat someone 5-0 one day towards the top of the table and lose to the bottom side at home uh, 1 or 2-0 and they do it so damned often it's uh, it's mind-blowingly crazy but however that's Spurs and I'm in for for life. Yeah, you had the chance of getting up Louis Diaz too, who I think will end up being the best mm. player in the world. And they said, no, no, we'll sign him at the end of the season. Liverpool came and said, we'll sign him now in the rest of this history. And I wonder how much Spurs will regret that moment. Yep, I wonder too, Mark. Uh, great chatting with you this morning uh, on a number of issues. And uh, go the Reds, eh? Go Liverpool. So um, oh. look forward to uh, having you. Uh, I mean, every time they win, every time they win, we simply must get you on, uh, on the panel at least, uh, just so you can glow. Just so you can glow. Uh, we'll some look forward point, to that. some point this morning, you need to sing You'll Never Walk Alone, Smithy. Get the whole studio oh. singing it. Encourage everybody out there listening just to sing You'll Never Walk Alone, mate. <laughs> I can just I can just hear it uh, in the background there. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, trying to trying to make its way up. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 I actually, I don't know what Spurs song. Has Spurs got a song? Oh, I don't think anything you could probably sing on public, mate. <laughs> it's normally targeted at Arsenal, <laughs> isn't it? It's normally targeted at all yeah, Arsenal fans. It's just hate <laughs> yeah. yeah, it probably is. It's probably against the law to play it publicly, you're right. Hey, Mark Watson, thanks very much for your time this morning. Great chatting. No uh, and to Brad Lewis as well. Uh, trouble with the phone, but in the end we got there. Thank you, fellas. We'll have another panel uh, tomorrow morning at the same time. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.